Well, that was a first. That's fabulous. If you stick around long enough, it's amazing what you get to do. So, hey, it's, uh, let me just say it is great to have you all here with us today. And uh, I, was, uh, I wasn't too um, positive, I must say, when I saw how hard it was raining this morning. And the fact is we did put in 20 more seats during the week so that we could accommodate everyone after being so packed last week. But I'm looking around today, and it's not like the place is empty, even on a day like today. So it is great to see you all, to have you all here. As Charlotte mentioned, we are in a series just now called Transformed, and uh, we, are, we are following it on a, on a number of levels. One is each week introduces a new aspect of Transformed. So um, the Sunday teaching introduces the week's theme, and then there are readings in the workbook that so many of you have. And then also Tuesday night or Monday night, Tuesday morning, Wednesday night, there is teaching along the same theme as well. And then discussion groups. Yeah, midweek was quite amazing. We had 150 people in Bible study midweek, which is absolutely amazing and wonderful. It really is. Our... Our goal this year is to go deeper in our faith and to reach further, influencing those who need Jesus. And I want to tell you, both of those are happening already, going deeper with so many folks involved here in Transformed, and then reaching further every single week. I'm meeting new people, folks who are here for the first time, and an absolutely thrilling season for us as a church. So, so we're looking at a number of different aspects of being transformed. Last week, Charlotte taught, and um, she taught on transforming our spiritual health. If you missed last Sunday, you missed something. So I want to encourage you, if you can, to catch up with that on YouTube or on our website or on our church Facebook page. She did a phenomenal job of teaching last Sunday morning. So... Over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to talk about transforming our physical health, mental health, emotional health, financial health, relational health, and even vocational health. So this week, we come to transforming your physical health. Now, let me just show you a picture up on the screen. There we go. Now, you might look at that, and if I tell you those are my daily prescribed medications... You may say, and you're going to talk to us about transforming your physical health. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you might look at me and say, Rog, let's be honest, you need to lose a few pounds or more than a few pounds. And you know what I say to that? You're in church, be nice for any sake. <laughs> I'm not talking about diet and exercise and that stuff. In fact, we're going to go down a slightly different road, but it does impact physical health substantially. I shared this a couple of years ago, but I, I want to say it again. Hey, a lot of you weren't with us a couple of years ago. I read, I read a book by Arianna Huffington, who was the, she was the founder of the Huffington Post. And she wrote a book called Thrive, which is a fascinating book I thoroughly recommend. And in the book, one of the things she talked about was when she had worked to establish the Huffington Post, 
One evening, she woke up on the floor of her home office in a pool of blood. And apparently what had happened is that she had passed out, and as she fell, she'd hit her head on the corner of her glass desktop. And she had put a serious gash above her eye, and she broke her cheekbone. And following that, she uh, immediately started to try to get some answers from her doctor about what had caused this and didn't get anywhere. So she went to see several specialists to see what was going on. It was scary. And ultimately, one of the specialists said, I have come to this conclusion. The problem you are facing is not physical, it is stress. And she said, I took note in that moment of what the doctor said, because what's the point, however successful you may be in life, however much you might make in life, what's the point if it kills you? And, and the fact is this, stress is something, chronic stress is dangerous, is devastating, and does impact our physical health. It damages the brain itself, apparently, but it can be deadly to the body. So when I talk about transforming your physical health, you know what aspect I'm going to talk about today? I'm going to talk about how we can deal with stress and the tools that God has given to us. So if you're a little tired coming here this morning, or if you feel like, you know, just wrung out, worn out, or if you feel uptight and stressed out, then I want to tell you, you picked a good week to come to church. And if you don't feel that, any of that, and say, Raj, I'm pretty good already. Please leave me alone. I, I want to suggest you put this in your back pocket because I don't care. I don't wish you any ill, but there'll come a point when you need this stuff. So I really want to encourage you to take, 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 note, take note of this. I was reading some, some material that said psychologists have identified a number of sources of stress or reasons why stress is intensified in today's world. Number one is people worry more. People worry more. You know, when our kids were young, they, they'd get their bikes out in the summer and they'd say, hey, we're going to go out. And we might say, so where are you going? I'm not sure yet. Okay, be back for dinner. Right? Now you're terrified if your kids are out of your sight. There's a lot more to worry about in this world. Another thing is just the general hurry of life. You know all this stuff that was going to make our lives easier? They lied. They lied. We all live rushing, hurried, stressed in that way too. Then there's another thing they say that is a particular stress, if I can get these pages. Another area of stress in modern life is crowds. Like at church on a Sunday morning. <laughs> or, 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 but, but, or, or, or things like, you know, if you try driving on the expressway at 7.30 in the morning. Or going to Sam's Club on a Sunday afternoon for that matter, right? It's like, you know, people all over the place. And then here was an interesting one I thought was We've just got too many choices in 2024. Yeah. And that's interesting. I, I, 
I, I cut my thumb the other day on a, on a knife in the kitchen. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the rest of you couldn't care less, but there we go. But I, I cut my thumb on a knife in the kitchen, and um, so I, I used the last two band-aids I could find in the house. So the next morning, I went to Dwayne Reed to get band-aids. And, and, gee, can we look at that second photograph, please? I, I go to Dwayne Reed. <laughs> Right, all right, from left to right, from top to bottom, I just want a Band-Aid. <laughs> I nearly had a nervous breakdown <laughs> trying to work out what to get. Back in the day, you bought a pack of Band-Aids and that was it. Now I've got it, you know. But then it comes into much, much deeper and more serious issues. Where sometimes in the field of health, we have decisions to make about loved ones that we would never have had to make a number of years ago. And all the decisions we have to make add to our stresses. And then there's, there's the, the pluralism of our culture in this sense. It used to be that people were more or less on the same page about the general things in life, but not anymore. Not anymore. It used to be that we appreciated the people whose viewpoints we disagreed with, but not anymore. There's antagonism. There's anger. So many different ideas, so many different people, and, 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 and folks don't want to live at peace with you. Used to be, if a guy put on heels and a dress, we said, we need to help you get some treatment for your medical sickness mental sickness. Now, you've got to call them she, or in some countries, you can get arrested for not doing it. It's like, this is a weird, weird world. And then there's the fear of the future. What if? What if? Who knows what if? Having said that, all the antidote for these issues that cause stress are found in one Bible passage that most of you here today will be familiar with to some degree. And once I tell it to you, you're going to say, really, is that all you've got? <laughs> yep. Yep, this is all I got. Because God didn't make it complicated, folks. God made it very easy. There are certain passages in the Bible, despite the multitude of modern translations that deserve to be read in the King James Version. Like this one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever. If you, got, if you were to say to me today, Rog, what do you got for stress? Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Home in on this one well-known passage of Scripture because Proverbs 14.30 says this, peace of mind makes the body healthy. Peace of mind makes the body healthy. Listen, it's not what you eat as much as what eats you that makes you unhealthy. So we've got to figure out how to lower stress and raise peace of mind. The New Living Translation renders that Proverbs verse like this. A relaxed attitude lengthens a man's life. A relaxed attitude lengthens a person's life. And that's what Psalm 23 is all about. And, and, and there are a number of points I want to pull out from, from Psalm 23, and I'm not going to cover them all. But let me pinpoint a couple of key ones. The number one answer to stress is trust. Trust. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Got it? That's all you need. Go home, enjoy your Sundays. That's all you need. If you, but I got more, but, 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 it, but if you, if you, seriously, if you get hold of one thing, of, of, of one thing today that you take hold of, take a hold of, just, and for many of us, it's being reminded of this. Listen, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. See, the problem is so often we, 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 we look in other places for our needs to be met and for our security and for our confidence. So, so we look to a spouse or we look to our boss to take care of us or we look to our bank balance to give us a sense of security. But here's the thing. If we would stop relying on other people and on other things and just rest in this fact, the Lord is my shepherd, so I will not want, that would considerably lower our stress levels. Never put your security in stuff that can change or be taken away from you. You can lose your job. You can lose your health. You can lose your reputation. You can lose your spouse. But you can't lose a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's lasting whatever comes in life. Psalm 20 and verse 7 says this. I love this verse. It says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. A lot of people rely on a lot of things for their security and stability, and when those things start to move or to shake, they absolutely freak out because they're trusting this, they're trusting that. I'm trusting my 401k for my future. I'm trusting this. And, 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 and then the financial, financial things go all over the place. It's like, you know what? Do your best and relax. That's cool. I'll say that again. <laughs> Do your best and relax because the Lord is your shepherd. 
and put your security in that fact. The Apostle Paul reasons this way in Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He speaks of God and the Father and says this, Since he did not spare even his own son for us, but gave him up for us all, won't he also surely give us everything else? If God gave us Jesus for our salvation, like the biggest thing he could take care of for us, won't God take care of all the other details? You deal with stress by trusting, recognizing that ultimately the Lord is my shepherd. The second is rest. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. We, we need to obey God's instructions about rest. A lot of the stress in life comes from being hurried, overcommitted, because we overschedule. And, and the feeling inside, I, can, I can't cope. I've got so much to do. I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to manage when you think about it, God made us, right? We good with that so far? Couldn't he have made us so we didn't need to sleep? Right? I mean, we're only here for what, 60, 70, 80, maybe 100 years. You, you, you know what? It's a pity to waste a third of it sleeping. But the fact is the way God made us is so that there is provision for the restoration of body and of mind. In fact, rest is so important that God modeled it for us. Genesis 2 gives us the story of, of, of creation, and then it says this in verse 2, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he'd been doing, so on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So God rested on the... And you might say, well, you know, I can understand that. He'd had a busy week. In six days, he'd made everything that there is in, in, in heaven and earth. It's like, yeah, I get the idea he rested. No, God wasn't tired. Okay? God wasn't tired. It wasn't, dear Lord, I'm exhausted. I guess he was the dear Lord. Anyway, so, that, right, so it wasn't a case of, you know, what, what am I? No, God rested to give us an example. It's kind of like Jesus got baptized, you know. He didn't get baptized because he had expressed faith in God. He, he had faith in God. He was God. But he got baptized to give us an example. And God rested to give us the example of rest. In fact, it is such an important thing for us that God put it in the Scripture as a command, as a directive, and it's right up there with the Big Ten, which includes things like don't lie, don't steal, don't kill, don't commit adultery. Rest. It's one of those. You say, well, that's, that's you know, I, what do you think? i got so much going on, I can't. Yeah, so you got so much going on, you can commit adultery? No, there's no excuses for adultery. There's no excuses for murder. There are no excuses for not resting. It's in 
the Ten Commandments. And rest is essential to stress management. And stress management is essential to our health because when we rest, we are restored. Verse 3, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Rest brings restoration. How do you deal with stress? You trust God, the Lord's my shepherd. You rest. And then here's the third thing. How do you handle stress? You follow the Lord's leading. Follow. Verse 3, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I had to see a doctor early last year about something minor. I went to see the doctor, and I, I went back to see her three months later. <clears throat> and she said, oh, this is improving incredibly. Are, 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 are you taking the treatment I prescribed? I said, yeah. She said, oh, that's good. I said, well, why wouldn't I? I mean, seriously, how dumb would it be to go to a doctor and the doctor says, here's what you need to do, and you say, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Right? So you do what they say. You follow their, you follow their guidance. Now, now the, the, the problem is this, in life, God who made us, God who created mankind, God who specifically shaped every one of us as individuals and breathed life into our nostrils, God has got a plan and a pattern for every one of our lives. But I want to ask you, like, are you living following God's way and following God? Now, you're all going to say, yeah, of course I am. No, no, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Are you following God or are you merrily going along your way through life And then now and again, God, I really need you down here, and they need you now. Like, clean up on aisle seven, Lord. <laughs> See, there's a difference between following God on a day-to-day -day basis, following Him, and having Him back here someplace, and at hand, I'll, I'll call you if I need you. And of course, when we call Him because we need Him, we expect Him straight away, Right? There's a difference. He leads me. None of us has ever been this way before. We get one shot at this life. This isn't the practice, right? Let God lead you in the paths that are best for you. And if you are aware, sitting here this morning, that in some area of your life, you're resisting and doing your own thing and going your own way. Stop it. Stop it. God knows best, and God wants your best. Romans 8 verse 14 says this, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Let God guide you. James 1 5 says this, If you want to know what God wants you to do, Ask him, and he will gladly tell you, for he is always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask him. He will not resent it. He leads me. 
So we trust, we rest, we follow. Let me jump over a couple here. Let me just give you the key word, believe, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. In the darkest valleys, we believe God's promises. And then there's another word for, that, that applies to verse 5. And if we want to reduce stress in our lives, sometimes we've got to detach. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Picture here is of David in a battle someplace. And here he is with a battlefield and all of his enemies there. And God says, hey, I've got a picnic over here. Come eat. David's like, hey, I've got to fight these guys. And God says, leave that to me. Leave that to me. I've got Italian heroes. Come get it. Leave that to me. You don't have to go to every fight you're invited to. You don't have to get involved in every debate and discussion you see, whether it's with people or it's online. You don't have to use Twitter as the place to put everybody right. Stop it. Dear God, it's, it's hard enough work trying to get our own selves right, isn't it? But don't, don't, don't get pulled into conflict. If you want to reduce the stress in your life, just recognize there's times to step back and leave it with God. And then the final thing I want to share is, is from those terrific verses at the end of Psalm 23. And, and here's, here's what I want to say about it. Expect to be blessed. Expect to be blessed. Some people live with this awful kind of thing hanging over them. It's like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm not. I expect to be blessed. Because here's what verse 6 of Psalm 23 says. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. God's never going to give up on me, never going to leave me alone, never going to let me drown. His goodness and mercy are going to be right there with us every day of our lives. And when the last day of our life here on earth comes, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is phenomenal stuff. Fantastic. Everything assured for our good from now till the day we see Jesus. And throughout the whole of eternity. Interesting, he starts with the word, surely, goodness and mercy. Yeah, but you don't understand. Surely, 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 surely. You got the gist of that? Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. What if everything goes wrong? What if I don't have enough money? What if I lose my job? What if somebody walks out on me? What if, what if, what if? Good, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. One of the Bible verses that has kind of helped me right through the years and all the ups and downs in life is Psalm 27 and verse 13 where it says this, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Through some of the darkest times in life, the fact is this, I would have been in despair except I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to encourage you today, expect to be blessed.
believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You, you know what? If you've got to, if you've got to exercise faith for something, you exercise faith in something you're not seeing at the moment and, and, and isn't happening around you. And that's the whole context here. However dark your life might be in some areas right now, believe to see the goodness of the Lord. That's faith. Here in the land of the living. It's not just, I got heaven eventually, I'm good. Believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Some of you might say, well, okay for you, Rog, you don't know where I'm at right now. Hey, I'm pretty much an open book, but you don't know where I'm at right now either. But I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I want to encourage you folks this morning. This is God's word. These are God's promises. The answer to stress is so straightforward. It is in these six verses of Psalm 23. You don't need to look any further. You don't need to go any further. You might need just to dwell on that sometime for some time later today or during this week. Just to dwell on Psalm 23. And just, just, just to let it get into your soul again. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want. I will not want. I'm going to live trusting God. I'm going to look after myself and get the rest that God says that I need to get. I'm going to go God's way and follow God so there won't be conflict between me and God. And I'm going to believe that God is going to bless me. Stress can kill us. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. Now, there are a million and one other things that may support you finding more peace. But the foundation is here. It's in God's Word, and it's in God Himself. Let's pray together, please. And as we pray together, I, I realize every Sunday morning there are going to be folks with us or watching us online, and you might say, well, I don't really have that confidence to say the Lord is my shepherd. I don't, know, I don't really feel like I belong to God. As we draw to a close today, I want to give you an opportunity just to open your heart to God and say, Lord, please come into my life. And Lord, give me new life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my Shepherd. And if that's you today, I, I, I want to just help you by, I'm going to pray a prayer, and <clears throat> you might want to pray this along with me, not out loud, just from your heart to God. Lord, I really do want to know you as my Shepherd. I want to feel like I belong to you. And so today, Lord, I'm going to trust you. That you died to save me from my sin. You died to grant me forgiveness. And Lord, I pray that you will indeed forgive me. Make me a new person. Make me your child. Lord, come into my life. Be my savior, my shepherd, my friend, I pray. Thank you for hearing me. Amen.